Is it gonna work? Okay, whatever. Hi, everybody. Thank you for coming. Um, yeah, I have nothing to say right now because I'm just really dead. So we can just start um, with the, the list or whatever. Um, Cause Baz is first. Um, Baz wrote um, trans representation within the riot girl community. So you can, you can go first. Okay, so I sometimes feel like the riot girl community um, really just kind of uses a lot of vagina imagery like I don't know like the whole emphasis on like vaginas makes me like not all women have vaginas and not all people who um not all people who are in the community use she her and stuff so I don't know I feel like that's something that needs to be explored within the community my god i actually can't speak that's really true though like with especially in general with like um like feminist like art a lot of it is like to do with like having a uterus and like like stuff like that like i was looking at pins um pins today or like badges and stuff and a lot of it like a lot of it is like um, i guess it's not like I don't know I don't know how to like but that really I really wish there was like it would be so like that's really what's missing like having artists like trans artists especially like non not like ge like gender non-conforming I don't know like just in lyrics especially like it's not really something that like I don't know it's just missing like especially because the music like the um right girl music from like the star I don't know just in general like I, it's something that is like a gap of what because that's what it's for like to, for people to be able to like relate to and like have um like mm, it there but it's not like I don't know my explanations are like so so dead right now but yeah I I agree like it is um it is a problem Okay, um, Alice, did you wanna uh, speak about what you wrote about um, uh, performative online act slash online act uh, activism? Oh my god, I'm gonna shut up. Um, yeah, basically, what I was gonna say with this was there's this girl who I used to be friends with, right? I've been friends with her for like I was friends with her for ages. Um, she knew I was like non-binary and all this stuff. Like I came up to her. I like asked her to like use these pronouns and all um but we like got into a fight and that's like why we're not friends anymore and she kept like misgendering me and like like deliberately like she would do this like behind my back and all as well but she'd like misgender me and like deadening me so much and she'd be like oh I'm so sorry that was like such a funny accident that I did that oh my god and then like when we got into a fight I would like like I was like telling her don't fucking misgender me like use my actual like use my real name use my real pronouns and she just like didn't she just didn't she didn't care at all she just kept doing it and then if you like checked her like Instagram story or anything it would always be like oh if you're transphobic don't be friends with me because I don't like transphobes like she posts this stuff she wouldn't actually post like helpful like how to help trans people or anything she wouldn't post like GoFundMe's or anything she wouldn't post anything like that, just like 
I'm so amazing because I'm not transphobic, but she actually is transphobic, you know what I mean? Please, that's, that's so, I hate, there's so many people like that with so many, like, so with so many different types of things, like, for example, there's this girl, like, there was this Instagram post that, like, people were posting to their stories, and it was, like, if I'm friends with your, like, rapist, like, tell me, and I'll block them straight away, and this girl that I know, like, posted on her story, and I was, like, Mm, this is very interesting because she was someone she doesn't go to my school anymore but she was someone that literally was like besties with this guy who she knew had literally sexually assaulted so many people but like and then when I confronted her she was like oh but we're not friends like I wouldn't call him my friend but it was still like they would always like chill together like like go out and like laugh about stuff I don't know and it was just like Oh, that bothered me so much because then, like, they want to put on the story being like, oh, I, like, if I know, oh my God, I don't know. People just don't, and especially with, like, um, like, being performative, like, especially on TikTok, there's so many people that make videos. Like, I saw this one video which annoyed the hell out of me because it was, like, so performative. It was just, like, people just say things like, oh, Asian lives, Asian lives matter, Black lives matter um trans men are men trans women are women like they'll just say that but that's not and then they feel that like that makes them like suddenly an activist and like suddenly like look at me I so and all the comments will be like yes go you my um my respect for you and then they put the the thing that goes up like but they're not actually they're not actually doing it like so especially oh my god especially when you try to call out people for being transphobic they will always say like they're not even though they'll like literally do things that are transphobic but people like just don't as soon as you like put like people refuse to like accept the label like that that, that is like if someone says something homophobic or acts homophobic like if you try to tell them they're homophobic like they'll always I don't know they'll always deny it and I don't know especially um uh, with a lot of things like being um like activism or not activism I guess like stuff like that like finds its way into like turning into like an aesthetic like especially with like the problems with like right girl in the beginning I remember like reading it in um girls to the front like the book about like the first right girls or like a portion of right girls like being mad because like a lot of people have like taken it as oh Lydia's joining a lot of people have taken it as like an aesthetic to like use the fact that you're like oh I'm like a right girl and I stand up for things but then like you don't actually like people just like put the label on themselves to like feel like they're actually um doing something um but yeah um Baz you can say whatever you want to say yeah I think um part of the problem with performative activism is that the only way that performative activism is called out is also online. People are like, oh, you're a performative activist and I leave it in people's comments. Like no one really seems to go up to a person in real life face to face and say, you are doing something wrong, which I feel like that would have so much of a better impact than just commenting or like reposting someone's story and be like, this is performative. With me, like that obviously has its place in activism but it is really important to do stuff you know not just activism but also calling out um problematic things 
out in real life because um, the whole world like doesn't live in this online vacuum and it was close to see it was really easy to think that you know during the heart of quarantine where everyone was online constantly but now that it's sort of getting back to like real life we need to keep each other accountable not only online I feel like especially with social media, it's so easy because like most social media is literally just like visual. It's so easy for these like movements and stuff to become just like an aesthetic. It's so easy, especially when everyone was going to like these Black Lives Matter protests or like pretending to go to the Black Lives Matter protests. And like they'd like go to your protest for like five minutes, take some photos, post them on their Instagram and leave. Like it's like it's not in real life. You don't know that they're actually doing that. It's so easy to just turn these things into an aesthetic because it's like just visual. There's like no actual like depth, depth to it or anything. Yeah, like, oh my God. When we had like the black, the whole ass Black Lives Matter thing. Oh my God, and this relates so much to the performative thing. Oh my God. When everybody, like the Blackout Tuesday thing, when everybody posted a bloody black, that, Mm, the black photo thing like drove me insane and then people would use the black lives matter hashtag so you couldn't actually see any information on black lives matter anymore because like so many people would post that like goddamn black photo that was oh my god people that literally couldn't don't do anything but like post that like black black photo to be like yeah i'm like not posting even though like the point was not to post like that was the point of the blackout so you'd only see like black people but then my whole feed was just black photos of people that were saying they weren't gonna post just posting that literally annoyed me so much especially when i knew so many people who i knew did not care about anything like were just doing it to be like look like i care about black lives i'm posting a black photo and to go back to what baz said before um oh yeah about the doing it in person that's always been something I think is like so important like it does make such a big difference like it's really what people need to do like calling things out in person like is the thing like to like that what oh my god I can't speak that will make the most difference um especially with um I don't know because like for people like people like us that or like people that just have like their social media is actually like educational in a way like a lot of people like for me um I like forget that like people don't have the extent of like knowledge and so, so, social stuff that I'm like used to and like think is common sense because for so much stuff like I feel like it's common sense but then I'll see it but then it's like I don't know calling it out is like such a big thing for me my social anxiety is like so so bad and like people will say things I don't agree with and I'll just be sad they're like oh I hated that mm, I want to say something mm, but I don't know how to say something but like I'm and that's like one thing I really like trying to get better at like before um at school a couple of months ago my English teacher said something that was like really it was so bad like it was really it, how do I explain what it was I'm not going to feel it because it was just actually no I don't know but it was just really really disrespectful it was like really a bad thing to say and then, and then in the in the moment I was like I can't like I just shut down and I couldn't like be like that was not okay but then I did I went back like off the class and, and I was like 
um, you shouldn't have said that. <laughs> but he actually listened to me. He was actually like, thank you. He said, he was like, thank you um, for pointing that out and like um, educating me. And I was like, okay, good. I can do this. I believe in you if you're listening to me right now. Like, I don't know. I just really, there's so many things. There's so many times I, I wish I could just go back in time and like go back and tell people that what they said wasn't okay. Cause there's so many things that I've heard and I and I just got like used to it I was like ugh, like I can't be bothered to go with, through the effort of like arguing with people but like I don't know and when I go back to school in September I'm gonna actually like um actually do it a lot more especially with people using the arsler because so many boys in my class use the arsler and it drives me actually mental like I <clears throat> it angers me so much they just use like slurs as a daily vocab vocabulary like thinking it's fine but I don't know I just yeah I think that since so many people are outwardly like super racist and homophobic people will do nothing or like the minimal thing and that's why they're praised for it so much is because there's so many people that are just outwardly you know bad people in everyday life so that's probably why there's so much you know um superficial wait how is it called like what we were just talking about you know performative yeah performative activism that i don't really have a point with it but yes yeah i feel like that's a thing especially with like white men and feminism because like a white man will literally make a thirst trap and then put like i don't think women should be killed for being women and then everyone's like king yes i wish more men were like me he literally did nothing at the bars like on the floor where i'm from most people just pose those they'll just repeat out and it's the same people yeah i this yeah there's so many times i wish i'd been like i've had the confidence to call people out and it really annoys me that because i i hate the fact that so many people are just gonna grow up being as like ignorant as they are that annoys me so much because like now like as in like our like teenagers now is like or even younger it's like when people really need to learn things i was otherwise oh my god otherwise they're gonna like stick like school is the place where you should like be learning things like that and you're like don't and I was bawling my eyes out to my um my school tutor going on about like how like literally bawling my eyes out being like I don't want all the people in this year group to go into the world with the same shitty opinions that they have because they're already transphobic and I was like crying about how I was like if their opinions don't change I'm literally gonna lose it like I don't know but it really means like I don't understand why schools like don't teach things like that. Like it annoys me so much. So many things just need, and like um, as soon as I go back to school, I'm like gonna speak to the school about them improving their PSHE program because it's literally the most horrendously uneducating like lesson you could possibly have. Like they literally, oh my God, I don't know um but yeah oh, wait um with the thing about teaching oh I don't know I think about the song last week actually I don't know I don't know I'm not gonna repeat it but 
Um, oh, yeah. Um, Alice, did you want to talk about what was in the next thing? Because, yeah, oh my God, I'm not going to speak first, but boys writing feminist, boy, oh my God, I can't speak today. Boys writing feminist songs or songs about misogyny. Um, I actually can't remember what I was going to say about this, but I, like, I don't know, I just wanted to hear, like, what other people think, I guess, because there's a thing about this and Girls the Fun where, like, I think it was Fugazi wrote, like, this song about, I don't know, not being able to walk down the street or something and it was like a man singing it from the point of view of like a woman and I don't know that's like like it's a good song but like also doesn't really sit right with me but it's like I don't know like I don't know if it's like solidarity or if it's just like taking some like trying to explain what it's like to live this experience when you've never actually lived it before because like he was trying to he was trying to explain what it's like to other men but he doesn't actually he, he's never like experienced what it's like you know oh my god yeah with the like mm, i kind of see in the way if it would be like trying to like from like a man to like to get other men to like understand but I don't know I also like I wouldn't like I wouldn't want to listen to that like the whole reason I like listen to um most radical music is because like it's from or like most like from like a woman or like a female voice like if I was like this it, that's just I don't know like for me I wouldn't want to especially when I mean I guess back then it's different because like there weren't as many um like then or I don't know I don't know but I feel like especially when there are artists like female artists that are doing that already like you wouldn't need like it's kind of like those things that people say um or people talk about how like in a position where you want to be like an ally to like a certain community that you're not in like not speaking over people like not talking over people um, and, and like lifting up other, oh my God, there's a bead here, I'm sorry. But lifting up other people's voices um, instead of like, yeah, I don't know, I'll slowly speak again. Yeah, like, wait, I was gonna say, yeah, it's like, there are so many like female artists and all singing about that stuff anyway. And it's like, like, the men are probably gonna be the ones who are being listened to more and it's like why are you taking why are you taking up that space you know because if there's only like a small space of songs that are about like those kind of subjects and men already have that privilege they're probably going to be the ones who are being listened to more and we shouldn't like give them that if you know what I mean like I get the I get that they're trying to like help and they're trying to like bring awareness to this subject but it's also just like not like I don't understand why they'd have to sing in the point of view as a woman instead of just singing about it in the point of view as like their actual point of view I feel like the only time I would oh my god my phone's covering the chat um oh my god I didn't read this message oh my god I feel sad now wait um okay I'll read it after um 
yeah what was I gonna say I oh yeah I feel like I would understand or like not understand but like I would accept it more if it was a, a man like singing a song that like was written by a female like slash had been written for example like let's say um no I can't think of an artist I don't I don't know who's like okay like insert right girl female band here writes a song <laughs> and then like it would be like like for example like a male like a male rap rock band or something who has like a male audience like that if they would cover the song and then like credit the fact that it was their song like I feel like that would be better because then it's actually the not like it's the voice like as in like written voice like not actually their voice I feel like that would be more instead of like I don't because I don't understand how you could write like a male could write a song because it's not happened to you like it's really like not fake but like I don't know the word to like describe it because it's like based off of like what you think is the experience and it's not like I don't know it's like um oh my god what's the word I can't think of the word I'll probably think of it eventually I think that some that what you were trying to say is that it would be very surface level like it wouldn't have any correct emotions in it just like in the same way like a straight person couldn't write a song about homophobia like what it's like to be discriminated against because of like gender or something the same way that a man can't really fully understand misogyny so i don't think the song would have the same impact as one written by a woman i think as a general rule if you're not part of a community you shouldn't like make content about that community because it just doesn't make sense and it happens with like you know in the lgbt community how like straight men will make um lesbian like stuff or like a lot of, i've seen a lot of like straight girls or lesbian girls or something make um like gay comics and stuff you know it's just it doesn't make sense if you're not part of a community you shouldn't be writing anything for them because you don't experience those things so why are you yeah it doesn't make any sense Okay, I've actually read what Emma said now. Um, but yeah, that I feel like that is a really big like issue with, this is going back a topic now, but like with people just like, I don't know, I feel like so many things could like just be fixed. I feel like people just leave it on like, um, like oh my god I don't know how to describe this like uh okay running out of time 10 minutes okay like with people I'm gonna use climate change as an example I don't know if I'm gonna explain this very well but like a lot of people like there's like a general acceptance of like the fact that like birth is like dying or whatever and like people like know that like things need to be like different and people need to do stuff but like don't actually like people just be like, oh yeah, um, well, this is such a bad explanation of what I'm trying to say. Like, 
I mean, like, pe people know that, like, that needs to be... Now, this is pretty... This is, like, I'm going off completely different things, but, like, people know that there needs to be, like, change and there needs to be difference, but, like, people won't actually um, do it. And with the... Yeah, I don't know. That thing with the Black Lives Matter thing and the, the posting the square, that, like, bothered me so much because people just, like... I want to know what was going through, like, people's heads when they were, like, oh, my God, okay. Like, I don't know what people thought they were doing when, like, Black people are literally being murdered and they were, like, mm, yes, I'm posting my Black photo right now. And then they, like, go... Like, they probably went on their phone and they were, like, oh. And then they posted the Black photo. And then they probably just, like, whatever, like, went to hang out with their friends. I, like, don't actually... Um, don't actually... Like, you don't... Oh, my God. You, oh my god, I can't even, I can't speak today. Um, so like, when it was like that Blackout Tuesday and everyone was posting the black square, even though it defeated the point, like, so I kind of thought this, like, obviously doesn't make sense to be posting because it's just clogging up everyone's feeds and silencing the stuff that needs to be heard. But like... I got a lot of like threatening messages from like white people around me for not posting that square, which I thought was also like kind of weird that I don't know where I'm going with this, but like they're like making the calls as like white people over what this movement should have been I've completely forgotten what the point I was making was but yeah yeah I think I get what you mean like it became more of like you need to show like that you're supporting this and like that you're not like all it really was was like like hi look like I'm not racist and you're racist if you don't post this black square which no one should have posted anyway because the point wasn't posting but I'm not going to complain about that anymore and it just became like it was just reduced to that like and then it became like okay like if you're white then like this is like what like it bit like instead of um people being like okay as a white person you should be like educating yourself and like here are different things you can do and like learn about black struggles and uplift black voices blah 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 it was just like um right yeah like if you're white then like and what i don't get okay let me and it was like yeah if you're white then like just post the black photo to show that you like care and oh my god now i forgot what i was gonna say no i actually have like a good point it's yeah right everyone was gonna say it's really weird to me how like everyone could have ignored the fact that there were like so many black creators like asking people or like to edu go educate themselves and it was like someone saying to get a black photo which managed to get like 90% of people on social media to do that I don't understand how that happened like I don't understand how that like got everyone's attention instead of like I don't know everything else I don't know and especially with like I don't I don't know so many do I don't know and a lot of 
in like my experience with that like a lot of adults kind of didn't I don't know a lot of people like miss the point of the movement or like the understanding of it like I think a lot of my family like with the Black Lives Matter thing um were like saying or a lot of people make the argument that like police brutality like wasn't racist or something or like there wasn't actual racism and it was just like the media was making it look that way so many people said that so many people said that and that's like not that's not even true because like clearly there was a problem and you can clearly see when like with like people that get convicted of murder and like how like the justice system like treats white people differently blah 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 that's like not the point and I remember like I've told this to someone I don't know if I said it on a meeting or I said it to someone in real life Mm, it might have been in real life I don't know but I had like an a cab mask and I had a teacher who was like why he was my business teacher and he was like oh what does that say and he googled it and of course I came up with all cops are bad which wasn't what it was but anyway and then he was like oh um well no in my opinion like I called the police one time and they came to help me and they were very useful and I was like that's not the point like so many I don't know it's just like I don't know so many people I don't know especially with the the freaking like posting the black photo the fact that that like it was reduced to that when I feel that makes me feel so sad like for the there were so many voices and like so many people that were like fighting for this movement and like people really like if people were like actually reflect on what they did like it sounds awful like there was a whole movement and like all of that stuff and then it was just like like literally what the hell literally reduced to like that oh my god I'm not really in chat like if you didn't post it yeah, you would be called a racist. I, I, honestly, like literally, I was looking that day. I was looking at the Black Lives Matter hashtag, and I was just watching. I was just refreshing all the black photos. Like, it was so bad. It was literally like, and I don't understand who, who's first of all, whoever created Blackout Tuesday. Whose idea was it that to post a black photo? Because literally, the point was that you're not supposed to be posting like that was literally the point like who's dumbest idea was it to post the black photos because that was so dumb i just had a whole day of my phone being full of black screens like that was so dumb like please you couldn't like i don't know and now like I don't know, I don't know. People need to, I really wish people, like more people, oh, I, okay, that's two minutes. I, I'll forget this. So I'm gonna um, end it and restart again. Okay, okay. Um, oh yeah, I don't know who said this. I don't know if they're here, like it's kind of unlike you that here. But I don't know, the thing about the riot girl language code thing, I don't know who put that. I'm assuming they're not here because otherwise they would have said that. Because I said that was, well, it was 50% of a joke. Because I was like, it would be so much easier if we had that, like our own language or like Morse code or something. And then someone added that. And I was like, didn't mean it, but we could do it. Because um, like, 
oh my god i didn't see this i just noticed this now it's oh my god i don't know i'm just blind or something it doesn't say who said this um i'm gonna finish what i said before yeah with the right language thing wait sorry my audio i can like hear myself repeating on my laptop that's really annoying um no i don't know so people can buy it yeah that is an issue though i don't know how many people i here have a zine but like especially before i was printing at school and then my art teacher was like coming up and i was like please don't look at the pages like i had i don't know there's been so many instances that like i've exposed myself because like the page like because for most people's zines like it's very like it's very personal oh my god personal it's very personal like stuff you write about stuff you show oh my god what is my screen doing um and then it's just like anyone can read it i don't know like i want to be able to share it like i want to be able to like bring my zine to school and like have it as something that people can read but then again i don't teach a snooping through that and i don't want the wrong people to read it but like I don't know. I'll let uh, Charlotte speak. I've just realised that I never actually turned my mic off when I first joined the meetings. Uh, but like my nana, so like my dad's mom, buys each copy of my zine, which is a bit scary sometimes because like in the next issue, uh, like the one I'm doing right now, I'm planning on writing about my experience to her. But I don't know whether that's holding me back from actually writing it or whether I should use that as an opportunity to like come out to her like it's a difficult thing so obviously like you want people to read your stuff but then if people read your stuff is that stopping you from like writing everything that you could you know yeah I'm gonna do this while like coating my pen with like clear notebooks because I'm yeah but i don't know because i really want to i don't know it's true like i feel like i've or I'm, i've already exposed myself enough at school like i because i want to like have things and i want to like wear and have my laptop like like i said this in the whatsapp group chat before like i like my backpack and stuff like that has like lgbt pins and like stuff like that like i like having expressions of like who i am like around me like out like decorated so then i just put up with the uh like problems that comes with like i never i'm gonna say this quietly because like my family couldn't like hear me right now <laughs> you know what? i'm gonna type this in the chat right 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 um okay so at this point in the meeting I wrote something in the chat that I didn't want my family to hear. Basically, what I wrote was, I've never, like, properly come out to my family. Like, I've never said that I was gay or I was bi or anything. Uh, so, yeah, that was the context for this part of the meeting. Right, yeah. Okay. But um i've always had well i don't have it up right now i took it down because it didn't match the it didn't match the vibe of my room but i always had my rainbow pride flag like up on my or up on up on my bedroom but like my family like people that don't bring things up so i never had to deal with like hearing about it and then also i have a gay pride towel now like i just don't 
and if we swim at school I'm gonna I'm gonna like have a towel I'm just gonna be like no one talk about it please nobody bring it up like I just don't wanna like for me especially when I write in my zine or like write anything online like I could talk about anything on my story like just write like my whole life story because like I don't see people reading it like I can pretend that people aren't reading it like in my first zine it has like a sexual assault story in there but like and that's really personal and I wouldn't I wouldn't want to watch someone reading that like I wouldn't want to know that people had read that but like for me like I don't care because I don't like for me I can pretend no one's read that like I don't really care but I do like like I do want to like I'd love to be able to put my zines like in (laughs) I don't know about that but like I don't know yeah if we could like I don't know like I do want to just I don't know I don't know I'm gonna this out again oh yeah I didn't I have no clue when this was written because I've never noticed this until now that it says the impact that reading girls to the front has on people I'm actually writing about this I because I finished the book like a week ago or something actually I want to get it for reference um hold on okay discovery has been made I never know what any of my stuff is I have a book now um I don't remember what I wrote now let me see if I can find it on my laptop I wrote about like how much of a difference it made I don't know if anyone like who here has read it like girls to the front the book wow you have it okay so oh three other people when I I loved like I loved reading it so much like when I read I mean everybody knows this because I've already talked about it but that's the point about having meetings right now because I read it and I was like it's so cool that like everybody like that's the thing that happened and like people are living their lives like that like I'm mad I haven't grown up in like the kind of atmosphere that they got to grow up in because it was so like creatively freeing I don't know if that makes sense but it was like so much it was just like one big like creative outlet for like people to just like for me like it had I was so inspired reading the entire book like I was like I want this to happen right now I want to be living this life um and oh my god wait let me check if I wrote it on my notes app on my phone because I I'm like writing a section in my zine right now about how I felt after reading it um maybe I don't have it that's kind of annoying um oh no because I can't remember things I think about hold on let me get up the I book review thingy let me see if I read it there um maybe I'll read the whole thing okay you know what actually wait does anyone want to say something about the book first like yeah Charlie you can go so like I'd been into Riot Girl for like six months like before last Christmas and I got the book for Christmas 
And then a week after I started making my first scene and that's like the kind of impact I was, but also I was reading it, like I was rereading it last week and I just finished it. But I was kind of like getting jealous because like all of these people were doing all these cool things in like one room together. Whereas we're like a million miles away from each other on like a Zoom call. And it's just making me feel a little bit jealous of them. <laughs> yeah, like just to be able to like, mm, there's a quote in this book somewhere. Maybe I quoted it. Um, let me see if I quoted it. No, I didn't. Damn. Oh my God, wait, no, I actually don't find it because it's in the beginning. It's in the beginning of the book. Um, wait, let me like think if it's actually in the beginning of the book and I might have made that. No, wait. If not, I'll like kind of try to quote it from memory. But I also don't want to do that. So come on, maybe it's not even a quote. Damn, I know like where it is, like on what like damn. Okay, it's basically oh Baz, I got to it, okay. I always see things like a minute after the time. Um wait. Oh, no, sorry. I'm, like, blind. Um, The quote was basically... I can't... See, I can't quote it, but it was basically saying about how you can feel like people who live their lives... Oh, I don't know. Like, it was basically about feeling... Oh, my God. No, this is really annoying because I actually don't know how to quote it. Like, I don't know how to explain what the quote was, but it was, like, really a good descriptor, I think, of how, like, most people feel that, like, live now, like, not when it was. It was basically just about feeling how, like, and I'll put it in, like, terms of this, how, like, the people in the right girl movement before, like, feeling like you wished your life was as cool as that. Like, that's not what the quote was, but, like, feeling that, I don't know. You just don't feel for oh, like I'm okay. While Charlotte speaks, I'm gonna try and find this quote. I like know exactly what you're talking about. I, th- I think it's in like the beginning of the book because like I think the first chapter, or, like the prelogs, called, uh, the whatever it's called, was like I, it was like titled "I was going to be one of them" because like she was just like a little bit too late to the thing and missed out. So like I, I know, I know of the bit that you mean. Yeah, there's another bit in it as well. It's like literally like, I don't know, like a year after it started or something and all these like new girls started coming into the movement and they felt like left out because they weren't there like the minute it started. But like, obviously they were still part of the movement and it's like the same kind of thing. Like they were still part of it. They still cared like as much. But even they, even like we would consider them still part of that movement in the 90s, but they felt like they missed out. Yeah, that's kind of crazy, like, because, like, I don't know, especially, and it's crazy how it went down, like, the fact that, like, reading, um, you know how, like, Bikini Kill's having, like, their tour, whatever, like, next year, um, because I was, like, gonna go buy tickets, and then on the ticket website, there's, like, a long, 
um, like it talks about Bikini Kill as a band, and then it's like the band that got kicked out of the right girl movement, like something about that. I don't remember what they said, but the fact, and then like they got like driven. I don't understand. Like I don't remember what I, I don't remember what it said in the book, honestly. But the fact that it was like, I don't know. And now, like, people still view, like, Caroline Hannah and, like, Bikini Colors, like, I don't know how they, like, phrase that. But then it's, like, the people then, like, not hated them, but, like, I don't remember what it said on the ticket website, but it was, like, they got, oh, my God, I mean, honestly, I think I have the ticket. Oh, I do. Of course, I have it up. Um, okay. I'll have to Google Translate it because it wasn't in English. Yeah, it's in German right now. Um, is anyone here going? I don't remember. I don't know who is who on the WhatsApp group. Like, I don't, I don't know. But is anyone here going? Okay, no. Okay, let me try to The Bikini Kill concert. Yeah. You're yeah. going with Yeah, me. I am going with you. Um, also, I have to leave the meeting in, like, um, six minutes because my aunt wants me to do something, so. Okay. Yes. What I wrote about the thing, I'm trying to read what I said. Um, yeah, I felt so different. At the, okay, now I'm just gonna read what I wrote because I can't rethink words I've already said. So this is basically this is what I wrote in my zine, like straight away after I finished the book. Damn, this was a will, a will, oh my god, I can't speak, will when to read. I'm feeling so much different to how I did when I started the book and read the first couple of chapters to now when I've just read how bands fell apart and the Riot Girl, and Riot Girl just became a distant memory. Reading the story of how fundamental, fundamental parts of the Riot Girl movement came to be was so inspiring and it made me want to do all of those things. After reading how Kathleen Hannah um, created the idea to have all-girl meetings to discuss shit like punk and politics and be each other's support systems, I was like, I have to do this. It makes me want to start zine clubs and set up Riot Girl conventions, which I 100% will start when I move back to the UK. The book itself is such a good read and I definitely recommend it to everyone especially if you want to become an active role in the right in Riot Girl, it's important to understand where the mistakes and issues were in the first place in the first wave um in the movement especially as what parts made the movement so special and powerful and the key fundaments that can't be left behind um i need to read this book again and make a ton of annotations um However, I've yeah, I've got so many books I need to read, so that's gonna that's gonna have to wait. Um, um lots of people question oh right, yeah. Okay. Let me read the next part. Like my laptop is going crazy. Lots of people question why many politically infused teens grow up to lose their spark and and fury with the world or at least learn to contain their anger and accept the problems instead of dealing with them where did the riot girls go a quote from the author of the book adolescence oh right yeah like the author in the book um what happened on my zoom oh yeah i got that to go oh yeah so the author writes at the end Adolescence will always be an angry time. 
Um, this saddens me because it makes Riot Girl sound like a phase, which they did make it a phase. The end of the book suggests growing out of your anger, but I don't want this modern wave of Riot Girl to be like that. I know that there will be a portion of the girls with three R's um, that accept the nature of their powerlessness um, as they move on with their life, but I'm putting it on record right now that I will never do that. Um, I'm 16 years old, so I've got a lot of teenage, teenage years left to educate myself to the best of my abilities and grow into the revolutionary feminist activist that I see myself in the future. This whole time, I've been so jealous of those people who can come together. Oh, yeah, this was me just saying that I've always been so jealous of the fact that, like, some people could just, like, come together and start a band. I have no one to do that with, like, at all. Um, and then I, as I was writing that, I was like, oh, my God, like, why do I need to start a band? Like, I don't need that because I've always been like, I really want to write, like, write good music. I've always wanted to do that. And I was like, well, I can't because I don't have a band and I have no one to do that with. And then when I was writing that, and I was like, no, I've just made myself think this is a problem when it's not because, like, I can literally do that. Like, I can write music and I can still create it by myself. Like, who says it needs to be a band? Like, who says people that write, write girl music? There needs to be like multiple people like lies um so I want to do that now like because I was like yeah because I can play like you don't need to like what did I write um right at the end like the amount of people that probably don't um that will probably write amazing music but just don't because like they feel like they can't just because they're not in a group but like you don't need to be in a group unless like um because it was different before when people like playing live, but like to, to just record music, like you don't need multiple multiple people. Um, yeah. I don't know, but the ending really did feel so anticlimactic to me when I read the end. Like after I read everything that had happened, and then I read the end, and it was just the author being like, mm, "Yes, you know, so much teenage anger, you know." Um, like it felt so I felt so weird I was like what is this like the the kind of energy that the movement like had and then like they all I think it was Utopia 14 that like wrote about how people like grow out of hold hold on wait I swear someone put this on the google doc did I just make this up did I actually make this all? Oh, or did I delete it? I, sorry, I think it was me. Oops, I, sorry, I just like almost fell. <laughs> wait, did you take, I take it off? Because I wasn't. Wait, yeah, I wasn't sure if I was gonna be able to like talk because I'm not at my house right now, and so oh. I was like, I'll say that for a later time. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Well, can I like bring it up now or like? Yeah, that's totally cool. Oh, I spent three hundred on my chemical romance tickets so now I don't have the money to see anyone else I'm only just reading that wow <laughs> bro that's so much that's so much money but like yeah that um yeah I oh my god there's so many mm, I'm so mad all the there's so many people I want to see but they're all doing concerts see this is the thing people don't come to Spain like how many concerts are there? There's like places people I wanted to see. Oh, I wanted to go to Chloe Moriondo. I want to see Chloe Moriondo, but 
surprise, surprise, she's not um she's not coming to Spain in her EU tour. Um who else there's someone else. Oh yeah. Uh, mother, mother, but I think they are coming to Spain. Um, I'll let Charlotte speak then first. I'm really lucky when it comes to concerts because, like, I live in Manchester, in England, and like everyone comes here, uh, except for My Chemical Romance, who were only playing like Cornwall and Milton Keynes, which is like questionable choices. <laughs> Literally, same. No one comes to Northern Ireland. Like, they'll go to like they'll go to Dublin. They'll go to like Scotland and all, but they'll never come to Northern Ireland. Like, I don't know why they hate us so much. Like, the travels have been over since the 90s. You're not going to get shot. Don't worry. I get pretty lucky because I'm like right in Dallas. So people like either come here or they come to Houston. So it's like, I don't love going to all the way down there or like Austin, but I get really lucky with uh, Dallas concerts. So I've got a few coming up. <laughs> Yeah, I'm trying to find the tour dates so I can, like, yeah, they're here. Wait, no, this is not the EU one. Rude. Wait, let me try and find them. I want to, I want to work. Oh, I found it. Did I? Did I? Right, yeah, this is the European tour in which it's literally, like, I'm sorry, but they never, I don't understand. I See, like, I want to become, like, a singer, like, who has, like, a label to understand why this happens. Like, do they literally have something that's, like, you can't come to Wales or Spain? Like, is it just, is there some issue? Because literally, like, name one UK tour that includes Wales, because they never do. They genuinely never do. And I'm like, it's part of the UK. Like, I'm sorry, like, I don't want to drive to England when you can perfectly just come to Wales and it's never included they're never included ever like they are happy to go to like I don't I'm sorry I don't my knowledge of like places in England are so trash so I don't know where half of these places are I think Bristol is like mm. okay but yeah with EU tools though they're like Netherlands France okay why do we need three Germanys like you only need one like Chloe Moriondo is actually going Netherlands, France, Germany, 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 Belgium. Like, sweetie, that isn't an EU tour. Like, you literally are. Uh, she's not coming to France, and they never come to France. And I don't know how I even got onto that. And especially, and even Bikini Girl, they, they're coming to the. They get a pass for coming to the. Oh my god, the festival. But I'm not paying 200 euros for festival tickets because no thanks. Um, I don't know what I was gonna say something. Oh yes, the Katie thing. Right, 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 right. Yeah, I this just popped into my mind because I remembered it being there about how I don't remember the words you exact said, but I think I can I think I can get it up. Um, okay. um I think um, I kind of remember what I wrote. Um yeah. It was, I think it was basically like, just like, why do people think that you have to get conservative when you're older or like think that being like, like passionate about things is only for young people, kind of, I don't know. Yeah, oh my God, something I remembered earlier, I was going to write this, um, 
Oh my god, yeah, this is just really random really quickly. Like with the movie Moxie. Um, and this like relates to the other thing. The fact because I was like looking through Netflix and in the only on Netflix section, like the Mox like Moxie came up. Like I don't know who actually created Moxie as like a thing, but I feel like if they could have done it so much better, like with the fact that I don't know, like putting it only on Netflix is kind of mm, like with um like Manny Martinez. Like she made her movie literally on YouTube for free. That that was um queen energy like because like it you had to pay for like three days or like um but then after that it was just free i don't know i feel like they should have done something like that on moxie because like putting on netflix is sketchy but and the reason i bring up moxie is because i remember or like the thing like the token thing especially with adults will be like i used to be like punk in the 90s like adults will be like that or like I used to be right girl in the 90s um and stuff like that oh the chat I saw that in the cinema I didn't know it would be on YouTube wait you saw Melanie Martinez's movie in the cinema or was that a yes wait I'm confused yeah bruh the that would be so, that would have been so cool to watch in the cinema. Like, so cool to watch. It was so good. Like, I've got, I've got, like, the flyer they gave out for it on my wall over there. Like, I don't listen to her music much anymore, but it was so good. And, like, everyone, everyone came, like, dressed in, like, costumes and stuff of, like, the style of the things. Now I was just there in, like, my fallout boy t-shirt, feeling out of place. <laughs> I, oh, I would have loved to do that, actually. I don't know when I watched it, but, yeah um yeah I don't know just the energy I don't like the energy of like adult like millennials now being like oh yeah when I was a teenager like and then in Moxie like in the trailer like I was watching the trailer I think and then the mom is like oh yeah like when I was your age all I cared about was dismantling the patriarchy like it's and that's what I'm about the the how are we running how has it been 40 minutes I swear it hasn't been 40 minutes. Mm, that's us. Anyway, and that's what I didn't like about the end of Goes to the Front because I feel like things are just reduced to being like a teenage anger thing and not like if this is actually a problem and you should still be angry about it when you turn 25. Like, I don't know. And then I don't understand how adults are like, oh yeah, when I was younger, I was milder, everything. Like, and that's just a teenage, like, oh, teenagers, uh, I read everything kind of thing. Like, no. Like, do they just give you a brainwashing pill when you turn 18? And, like, so you think the world is, like, chill? <laughs> because I don't understand how they just dropped all that anger and suddenly they're like, mm, I'm happy living this conservative capitalist lifestyle now. Literally, like, I'm sorry. it's okay, you can go. I was just gonna say, especially with Girls to the Front, when she spent like half the book trying to explain how it was not just this like a teenage girl, like angsty trend thing. And like half of the book was explaining how the riot girls of the time were like trying to explain how it was not just this like trend or aesthetic or this like new like teenage girl thought. And then it just ends the book like that. Like, what is the point? It's so like counterproductive you know 
got like the quote from the book where they were talking about that. Um, just like here, it was like uh, showing us as this item, this quaint new marketable discovery of a fashion or music trend that a bunch of rebellious teenage girls are into. Like, I just thought I'd share that because it's directly from the book and it's related. <laughs> I'm not sure why there's like this like weird like idea that like once you get older, like, I feel like why can't you be passionate about things anymore? Like there are still issues and there's still so many problems in the world. Like I don't get why people like grow out of like the riot girl movement because it's not like, like we've said, it's not like just like a trend or an aesthetic. Like it's, it's a movement. It's something we're all part of. And I feel like even if you're not like constantly like going to meetings or like reading stuff all the time or listening to music at that age, like you can still carry those ideals into like adulthood. And I feel like that's like, I feel like that's very easy to do. <laughs> literally yeah. like um you can speak so, <laughs> okay thank you um I was gonna put this in my zine but I've heard this I don't know if anyone else has heard this quote um but it's I think I heard it online first I don't know but it's like if you're not liberal when you're 25 you have no heart but if you're not conservative when you're 35 you have no brain and I just I just really hate that type of thinking like that like you can only like care about other people when you're young and that like, it's basically just like the kind of thing where it's like kid equals stupid, like adult equals smart. Like, I just don't, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I really don't like, let me find this thing in the book, like right at the end. And she's like, um, yeah, it was kind of, wait, hold on. Was asked, yeah, adolescence, adolescence will always be an angry time. Blah, 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 blah. Once we found our age, where do we go? Where do we go from there? Like, I don't know. I felt so, oh, I hated that ending. But I don't understand. Like, I don't understand the adults going on about how they, like, used to be a right girl and they used to be punk when they were a teenager. Like, then what like please explain what happened because that makes no sense because like not well, like nothing got any like I I'm like mm, promising myself that that will never happen to me I'm not letting that happen to me because that is scary like how do you just get like used to it like what is like I don't know and especially with so many people that, like, I don't know. The whole point was, like, they wanted to, oh, my God, it's a bug, like, riot and make a difference and all that kind of stuff. And then when you turn, like, 18 and become adult, like, that's supposed to be the time. Um, we're all going to be the coolest old people. That was, like, when you turn 18, like, when you're an adult, as a the time, you can, like, actually make a difference. Because I feel like a lot of riot girls now, like, feel like they can't make a difference because they're not old enough or like legally and stuff like that and then they actually turn into adults and then they start feeding into the problem like they all started feeding into the problem of not doing anything like the mutual acceptance is like what's the problem like especially with stuff like climate change like the mutual just like yeah the earth is dying but like are we gonna put in the effort no like everyone's just like okay you know it's just like no and then people will agree like all oh, there's there's all these problems 
but like just mutually just be like yeah but we're not gonna we're not gonna do anything though like yeah it's bad but we're not gonna do anything about it like that's just mm. the thing about like like becoming more conservative or whatever as you get older like I used to be a punk and all this stuff like it doesn't have to happen because like in the 70s and the 80s there was quite a big punk thing like in my town and like in Northern Ireland like as a whole and there are still like old punks from like who were punks in like the 70s and the 80s and they still are now and they still have these strong beliefs now so like you don't have to like feed into that problem like it's not everyone who does that you know my favorite thing is seeing like alternative old people like the old punks in their like leather jackets or the metal heads with all like the patches and just like seeing them walk about like just like spot one on an escalator in a shopping center will be like you're cool and it, it kind of just gives you like a like a bit of hope like yeah, I can I can still be me in the future. I, I don't have to grow out of this, you know? Yeah, it just annoyed me. Oh my God, why did I say that so weird? That's what annoyed me so much. Just like the idea that it was like something that you, that you grow out of. And then like, it can't be taken seriously if it's just like a teen, like a teen anger thing, I don't know. But I don't think, I mean, for me, I don't really understand how it went away for most people because I am, like, dedicating my life to this. Like, this is all, like, the like the A-levels that I'm taking. I mean, I don't know. What I want to study in university, I really want to study um, politics and international relations because a lot of courses, it looks so cool because I looked at this one today and it was, like, you get to research and do projects on like whatever kind of like movement that is up to date and they use like lgbtq like rights or like black lives matter and stuff like that and i was like mm. and um i'm taking politics for a level which is apparently like um really draining but like i don't really get how politics works like i do like Okay, so, um, sorry for the background noise again. This is another part where, obviously, the meeting ended, like, mid-sentence kind of thing, mid-topic. And when we restarted the meeting again, I forgot to press record. So this is, like, in the middle of a convo. I don't even know what topic this is, but, like, you'll pick it up eventually. So, yeah, sorry, this is, like, moved on probably, like, 10, 15 minutes, like, later. Um, in my school, we call it LW, but it doesn't really matter anyway. But for our exam, we were like going over like what revision we needed to do for our exam. And one of the things was, there was like two questions, no, it was literally one question. It was what was homophobia, which like, I mean, it indicates that we like had to at least speak about gay people at least once. And like even like a tiny portion of the lesson, but no, it wasn't spoken about at all. The teacher just like, it didn't the teacher like literally ignored that it was on the board just completely just glossed over it it's like yeah homophobia is when you like <laughs> hate gay people next question like how oh, I don't know it just made me so mad like I don't know he probably knows I'm gay too because like I don't really shut up about it um, 
he doesn't like me anyway so my school has like a different instagram account for each of the subjects so there's like a lot of stuff and i run one of the accounts because i basically run the creative writing club account and there's nothing like yet because it hasn't like fully started but when you were talking about like obviously that happening to you in school it reminded me of some of that happens to me in year eight um so i go to a really catholic school right and every year we do this thing for charity where like each form class tries to like make the most money like for charity and whoever makes the most money gets to go home like uh, a few hours early on the last day of term so I thought it was a good idea to do tarot card readings and I got like my form teacher's approval um she obviously didn't think it through so we put all these posters up around the school and um I got pulled out of class by the head of the RE department <laughs> And I got a text earlier that day from one of my friends saying, like, Charlotte, the RE teachers are ripping down your posters. Um, so I got pulled out of class and they were like, you can't be putting this stuff up. It goes against God. It goes against the Bible. And like, I didn't know because I had like approval from a teacher. <laughs> and I can't imagine how much trouble she must have gotten into. But like, they gave me like a strong warning and I, I, they, they don't think of me the same anymore. <laughs> Bro, that's so, I didn't even realize like that would be so much of like, I wouldn't have thought that would be that much of a problem because like, I don't know, but that, honestly, I wanted to do that because my school has this like summer fiesta thingy where you can like do stills and stuff and I was like, it would be so fun to give people tarot readings, like I'd love to do that. Um, oh, I was about to say something out of my brain again um oh yeah the thing I was gonna say before oh my god um that I forgot about but then remembered and now can't really remember again oh yeah I wanted to say something about the oh my god what the hell like I literally remember five minutes ago i'm the gay feminist witch of my school so the hard obviously loves me i oh my god this makes me so sad because in my school they don't have religious education as a subject and i would have taken it for gcc i would have taken it for a level but my school doesn't offer it in my old school they did and i loved i love religious studies i had the most amazing teacher ever and I wrote a poem on racism and she still has it on her wall to this day and I can't even go visit her because she's in a different country and I've been stuck in Spain because of super COVID but yeah I love I like when it's done properly I mean like actually learning about other religions I love learning about like different religions that's something I like love that was like my favorite subject um but my school doesn't teach it is pretty sus if you ask me because I don't know I don't know I but religion is like a subtopic of sociology so I'll see how impressed I am by that I was gonna yeah my like within my school I don't know and especially I don't know if people like, I, I've still never know this because people never speak to me about things. Like, people in my family, like teachers, who are like also my pride flag, 
like never actually ask me anything so I don't know I just like don't know what people think of me like I don't know if people think and we literally have a homophobic teacher at the school she said about me see <clears throat> this really annoyed me because this my ex-best friend like two years ago whatever I was best friends with this girl at school oh no it was the girl oh you have to go okay okay it was the girl who I said posted on their story like if I'm friends with your rapist like I'll block them but was actually friends with the rapist and did not block them but um yeah her um she outed me to the her Spanish teacher her literally homophobic Spanish teacher and then the Spanish teacher was like you're too young you know people that make the argument like you're too young to know your sexuality yeah so I avoid her now like the teacher I mean and this was this was only I was in how old was I I think I was 15 or I was 14 I don't know she was like saying that I was too young to know my sexuality but like then they don't use the same logic on straight people like especially with like oh my god there's so many don't arguments adults makes adults make like straight like saying like gay parents would raise gay kids isn't the average age of knowing something yeah like 12 yeah like it doesn't and I remember like people act like queer couples like aren't actually better than straight ones because I was reading this thing about it and it basically talks about how like uh because like 50 percent of the time well, the majority of the time like straight couples aren't actually ready for children like a lot of the time it will be like accidental and then they just keep the child like that's what happened with me um or like you know because usually like pregnancies will like come on as like a surprise like not most of the time they like really really try to have a child I feel like that's kind of rare in a way um well a lot of people just like oh like maybe we'll have a game anyway um my point being like with gay couples they actually have to prepare for a child or like plan one like it's not like a miraculous thing like if either you'd like adopt and you would know like you would be financially ready like all of that stuff you would pre-prepare which like generally doesn't happen in like straight uh couples and stuff like that and they're gonna be more accepting blah 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 blah. I don't know but it's so like the argument that like I don't know and then literal like five-year-olds adults will like ship like five-year-olds together like if they would be like cute and then they'd be like oh like they like it like like then you know it's fine to assume their sexuality then but then when you're like 12 you're like expected like not to know I don't know but I feel like yeah I feel like 12 is a responsible age because I I don't know who read this on the group chat or who responded but this little 12 10 year old who was so immature like we were at this um I was asleep with my friends and we were at this pool which is like a public pool and there were these kids like chasing us around um and this kid that would literally like go in the pool and then fill her mouth with water and then spit the water in your face like that level of immature okay she was literally crazy and was like go and then we were swimming in the pool and then she would literally like follow it was so creepy she would literally like follow you in the water like underwater and then like obviously I had my gay pack gay pride towel and then she was like oh is that the LGBT flag and I was like yeah 
um like how do you know this what and then she was like yeah I'm I'm not and she was like what sexuality are you and I just said I was bi even though I don't call myself bi I just didn't want to have to explain that like I'm the equivalent of bi without calling myself bi um so yeah and then she was like I'm bi too and I was like this tiny old bruh I didn't know like by what bisexuality was when I was 10 like when I was 10 I was in I was in year six then I had zero zero knowledge of nothing like what we're talking about before like with like growing up like and like knowing knowing more things because people people give their children like phones at the age of like five now like on social media and stuff because then they won't like have control over them like social media is supposed to be like I have an age limit that's what I was trying to say sorry of like 13 but like no I mean I didn't follow that so like I'm a hypocrite but like I wasn't that much younger than that I wasn't like seven because now it's like and especially with quarantine like all you could do was be on social media that was kind of your only option of life like that's just (laughs) that's how you lived your life every day considering you were like stuck in your room oh my god I'm so I'm just thinking about this right now one of my my friend's neighbor is like in a huge mansion with like a ginormous garden and I'm so jealous of people that live that life during lockdown that like I didn't have that um it took me until I was 15 to realize queer, queer was an option yeah I remember seeing gay people see I don't understand do you ever just like wonder how you found out about things? Because I remember calling people a lesbian when I was younger, but I don't understand how I found out what a lesbian was. Like, I have no clue where that came out, that came from, because it's not like I had any cartoons that ever used the word lesbian. It was not like I ever had been told that by my mom or my gran or anything. But I remember when I was in year three. I used to like bully these girls and like call them a lesbian because like they would be close to each other, but I don't understand why I learned that word. Like I did the same thing at some point and like obviously at that point it's not internalized because you don't know what it means. But then like the fact that we get like the first time you, you probably hear it as a kid, you hear it as an insult, that obviously like messes with you like I grew up in a really accepting family and like I got taken to like my first pride parade when I was like in year four and I'm really lucky to have that but still growing up around like the first time you're hearing it is as an insult that like that's really messed up yeah I have no clue why I learned anything about it that's like blocked from my memory but all I remember is like there were these two girls in my class yeah bruh and the billion dollar mansions and some people are homeless yeah I honestly forgot about that like but I don't know because I was so especially people living in like apartment apartments that genuinely cannot go outside that don't have a terrace or anything like I could like it that was not like yeah they literally have like their huge pool and then their, their gym in their house and their big garden. And most of them, like for example, Jeffree Star literally owns like a mountain, like the space. Oh wait, no, that was his old house. I'm using his old house as an example. 
his old house had like a huge plot of land that he literally owned. So he could literally go for a hike. Like, and that's still his, where he was like, and then, yeah, and they were celebrities. They literally had life so easy. And then as soon as lockdown ended, they all went partying. Like they literally all went partying. And, oh, what did I say two seconds ago? Oh, I was talking about the lesbian thing. Right, yeah. When I was, what age is year three or year two? I don't know. But there were these two girls that were like really close. And I remember they would like go to the toilet together or like they would go in the um, disabled toilet and like um, go to the toilet together or something. And then they would always be like super close. And then I, I cause, oh my God, don't ask me why it was like this. But when I was like in year three or year two or whatever, I was like, I wanted to be a bully. Like, I don't know why I wanted people to like be afraid of me or think I was mean. I literally went around asking all the people in my class I was like who do you think is the meanest girl and if they didn't say me I would be mad I would be like you don't think I'm the meanest girl like what I don't know why I like that position of power but I just I just liked it I don't know it was weird I just didn't understand like um things back then but I'd always be like ew you're a lesbian I don't even know how I found out what lesbian was, but clearly I was never told that it was a good thing. Clearly I was never ever educated. Let's be honest. <laughs> oh my god. Um I really don't know where it came from. But it does make such a difference. If I had been told from the beginning, like a marriage or like a relationship or whatever, when you like someone whatever gender whoever it may be which is what I'm going to do if I have a if I have a child or something whatever it makes such a difference I would not have then gone on to bully these kids for being like and calling them lesbians I would never have done that and that was literally so dumb I was actually like five or whatever because like being gay is like was considered to be like a weird thing I don't know I don't know it was so and for me, like, I'm living in my own bubbles, like, it being a, no- a completely normal thing, even though it's, like, still not for, like, a lot of people. Like, I don't know. As soon as I go back to school, because, like, from the summer, I've been in- enjoying my bubble of, like, my social media and all the people I see every day are, like, um, have the same opinions as me or, like, relatively the same opinions as me. And, like, I live in a world where, like, I'll always see people that are LGBT and, like, trans and stuff like that and I'm gonna go back to school well I am the minority again oh that's not gonna be cute yeah so like obviously um like you get so used to like seeing everyone on your social media who like you follow like being accepting of all this stuff because obviously you follow the stuff you want to see then like on my snapchat where I've got like people from school like random people in my ear like this one guy posted like a screenshot of something that people share around and it was like a picture of a burning pride flag and like if you're gay unfollow me and I'm like I completely forgot that people were like homophobic and obviously that's like a privileged thing to not like see any of it like online or not have stuff like said towards you but like you just forget and it's so crazy when you get reminded that it's a thing 
Yeah, I've never, okay, I had never witnessed any truly homophobic person in person before. In, like, homophobic person in person. Like, there's obviously people that are, like, use your gay as an insult and, like, do homophobic microaggressions and stuff. But, like, genuinely someone who's, like, I hate gay people. I had never experienced that until I moved to Spain. Um, I went to my, moved to my school. And he was only there, <clears throat> for two years I'm so lucky that he left after lockdown he moved school and I don't have to deal with him anymore but he was genuinely homophobic like I had I couldn't understand that I was like how like genuinely someone who hates gay like I couldn't understand that like as especially as a teenager someone who's literally 14 years old like I get if you're an adult but that I was actually shook at the fact that, because to me, like that physically makes no sense. That people would be like, oh, it's gross. And he literally, he hated gay people. Like he, he hated me so much and he was racist. He literally would spam um, my ex-best friend about me, like like saying that I have to live like tons and tons and tons and tons of times. It was so bad like he like I can't process how you can like genuinely be homophobic like I don't understand how it works like that brain mechanism but yeah I pray I'm having new people join because like basically no new people have joined my school like the last years because of COVID but if I have to like now if every new person I meet I'm like I need to write this I'm gonna write like a set of like questions I'm gonna be like are you a feminist yes no if you answer no sorry you're not my friend okay on to the next question like are you like homophobic transphobic or whatever and then they'll be like no I'm like okay that's off I'll make like a running time itself I'm gonna make like um, a series of questions because I'm so done like the last person I dated or whatever it ended up being trash because they were just the most ignorant person alive and I'm like see if I had like background checked this first especially with friendships I wouldn't have to get into these icky situations so now every new person I meet I'm just going to devise a series of questions and I'm going to be like if if it's no then um goodbye because um we had 10 minutes left anyway so I'll just end it here Thank you for, um, the other people have to run about, yeah. Thank you for joining. Goodbye.